and welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bozy. Very glad that you're here with me this week. Uh, and today, I uh, would like to talk about soft touch marketing, which really is the whole theme of this podcast when it comes down to it. And if you're willing, I want to talk to you not just about the fact that, hey, it feels better, but actually that's more effective as well. And, you know, there's some skepticism. I, I get that. It's like, hey, listen, if you're not being pushy and you're not driving people and you're not, treat, you know, trying to go for the clothes or whatever, like, you know, hey, that's not going to be effective. I would like to sort of disprove that or at least open the, the issue up and talk more about it. So here's the thing. It's my strong belief that marketing starts with respect. Well, it should start with respect anyway, right? It's about telling a story. Uh, it's about being useful. It's about providing value to your customers before they're actually your customers. It's about helping, right? Without the expectation of a transaction. All right, so by that description, that doesn't sound like marketing, does it? Or at least not the way that most people treat it with the stuff that you see out there, right? What do we get instead? We get ugly billboards that wreck our views or ads that sort of wreck our, our experience on the web. We get TV commercials that get juiced in volume by 6 to 12 decibels. Why? Stop screaming at me, for God's sake. Or we get pop-up ads, you know? You click through to something. Oh, great, I want to read this article. And bam, you get hit with a pop-up ad. Can you just let me read the damn article? Or we get auto DMs on Twitter, which I discussed in last week's episode. Spam. That's all it is, spam. Or we get LinkedIn alerts that someone has a, a work anniversary. Like, really? Like, LinkedIn, you emailed me about that? Like, that's the least important thing I can think to celebrate? And you emailed me about that. That's crazy. Interruption after interruption after interruption. I mean, I'm trying to do something to get something done to read, and you keep interrupting me. And here's the thing. The tech has gotten better at this, Right. And now everyone is just deploying their robots to interrupt us, yell at us, and then, oh, expect us to actually like them? With me, you're having the opposite effect. Here's how I react to it. If you send me an automated direct message on Twitter, I think less of you. If you pay for louder commercials, I will never buy from you. I know that's irrational. I get it. But I make note of who did it and said, hey, listen, I'm not going to buy from you. Or how about the, uh, you know, the, the sidebar ads, the, the sort of stalking banner ads? I will probably not just think less of you, but maybe even speak ill of you to my friends and followers. I'll talk about you in this podcast. <laughs> and that's not even mentioning the traditional lies and whitewashing and the spin that, that marketers have, have forced upon us for decades. Just tell us the truth. The real truth, not some dressed-up half-truth. I don't need the whitewashing. Be honest about what your product does, what your service does. Why do you have to hide behind that? I, I, I don't get that. Or here's the other thing that drives me crazy. The folks who try so hard to appeal to everyone that they end up appealing to no one. A common thing. Um, a recent sort of egregious thing that stuck with me because it just filled me with fury was, do um, you remember when uh, during the election, Jeep was running this ad that had this split screen between red and blue trying to say, I guess, that they, they weren't overt about it. They just had the, 
the the different uh, tint on each side of the screen, one on blue for Democrats, one on red for one, uh, the other side on red for Republicans. And here's the thing. If you're not going to pick a side, why bring it up? Right. You're trying to be relevant about the election. But to me, that just makes you look pandering like you can't take a stand on something. And look, your brand doesn't need to get political. Why did you bring that up? Because you want to be tied into the election? That makes you look bad. That's all. That spot drove me absolutely crazy and made me think a lot less of Jeep. To me, I always prefer soft touch techniques. To me, it's more respectful. And let's get back to that, right? Marketing, to me, starts with respect. So what does that look like? Right? How can we do this without being pushy and, and you know, aggressive and all that? First, you know, Let your audience come to you. Give them time. Show them some respect. Don't show yourself some respect. Don't beg, push, pander. It's unbecoming. And yes, I get it. You've got metrics to to meet. You've you've got sales goals. And and this is going to take time. It's not going to happen all at once. So you got to be patient, right? Social media, blogging it's got to be done in this pull fashion rather than those sort of self-serving push tactics. And yes, it's going to take more time. But your prospects, who are people, not just numbers, give them some control over it, right? Let them them move down the funnel at their pace. Let them be the ones to decide when they're ready to buy from you. You don't have to push it on them. And yes, yes, the whole point of marketing is you can influence them. You can provide them with help and information and strategies so that they come to trust you. And you today have the gift of opportunity to be able to connect with an audience, use it for that trust building. Stop thinking of it as awareness only. Stop selling right out of the gate. Take your time, right? Act like you've been here before. Let the game come to you. And when you respect your audience enough to come to a decision on their own, The result, it's actually going to be a stronger bond between you and your customer. And you're way more likely to garner advocacy, which is the holy grail of marketing, right? Word of mouth marketing is so powerful. These folks will actually want to help you in return, not because you've asked them to, because they like you and they trust you. And you're never going to get that by pummeling people with awareness campaigns, ads and spam and all the rest. That's never going to result in that. Now, believe me, people still come to me uh, with hints of skepticism. It does happen less so than when I first started my biz. Now that content marketing is more accepted, the corner office has started to get it. That's good. But it still happens. And the folks who are skeptical or against it feel this way because of two things that I can sort of detect in here, right? There's a lack of patience and a lack of control. Looking at patience, yes, organic growth takes time. There's no legitimate way to rush it. And I always contend that it is worth it. I always say that, look, it's worth it because a real audience is there for you in ways that just buying attention is not. And look, I get it. It, it, This depends on your business, of course. But to me, it's really hard to find any business where content won't help. 
And there's absolutely no business where trust won't help. I mean, come on. That's at the heart of any transaction now is trust. But the control issue is another thing, right? So think of those who are steeped in a sales-focused process. That's how I grew up in, uh, in my career, right? Like I was in publishing. It was a very sales-focused process. Content strategy can feel like you're not doing enough. I get that. You don't have control over the process. You're letting your customers have a little more control, right? So it feels a little uneasy. Like, I understand that. But here's the thing, though. That control is an illusion anyway. You never have control over the process. Consumer behavior, especially today, it's so different now. They're going to make decisions about you, not just, you know, without you in the room, but many times before you even get a chance to make your case. And I would contend that content strategy actually restores some control. Go with me on this, right? By producing useful educational content to your customers, at least you're a part of the conversation. You've given them the language to use. That's way more helpful than just sort of, you know, a customer showed up, never came to your site, but asked somebody about you, whatever. You're not even involved in that process because... You know, you've not produced the content to give them help with that or whatever. That to me is way worse. All right, but back to the nuances, you know, to those people who said, oh, well, and I get this a lot. Hey, Michael, I tried a social media plan. I tried content marketing. It didn't work for me. This stuff does not work. And honestly, here's, I got to say this nicely to folks, right? I don't want to offend anyone on this, but I will say in a nice way that you were probably doing it wrong. I really don't mean disrespect by saying this. This stuff has a lot of nuances to it. It takes years to learn it, uh, uh, to treat it in an experimental way so that you can iterate. That's going to be the next segment in this series. I mean, this stuff is hard. It's incredibly difficult to maintain a level of this passive helpfulness with enough patience to let it germinate on its own, right? I mean... That takes some willpower. That takes some strength. And, and you know, let's not underestimate that. It's very, very difficult to produce stuff for free uh, that with the intent of being helpful and then have people either ignore it or, <laughs> or here's the thing, even actually have the gall to complain about it. I mean, it's amazing, right? And yes, it can feel very thankless at times. I've been there too. But you keep pushing forward. And you stop trying to control your audience because you can't anyway. Right? Your audience is comprised of people, not data or numbers, and we can't control people. We can't make them pay attention, and we try to. We actually have the opposite effect. That yelling in the commercials, I tune it out, or I mute it. Right, You just hit the remote, and you mute it, and you wait it out. Or you record the program, and then you fast forward through the ads. Stop yelling at me. Make it relevant to me. Because here's the thing, your prospective customer's starting point, anyone who's not met you, they're standing there, arms folded, with the, the sort of stance of, who cares? Why should I care about what you do? And your business as a marketer, as a small business owner, as someone who's trying to get your stuff out there and trying to build trust and all that, so how do you get past that so you can start down the path of building trust? There's so much noise out there. How do you stand above it? 
look, I can tell you shouting louder is not going to help, right? Shouting louder is not going to make someone suddenly say, oh, yeah, 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 now I care. Now I care because now I'm aware of you. That's not the way that it works. You got to produce content that will be of value to them until they decide to take the next action, until they decide. So stop trying to force your audience to do something. Get very soft touch. Show them some respect and let them be in control. It's really that simple. All right. Hope that I've made my case on this. It's really important to me. And hey, guess what? I've seen it work with my own content strategy, with this podcast, with my online course, Create Biz. And I've seen it with dozens and dozens of clients whom I've helped taught how to do this, executed a plan, whatever. I mean, this stuff works. You just got to get in the mindset that it's going to take some time. And I hope that you can do that. All right. Thank you so much for your attention. I'll sign off now uh, and I'll see you next week. 